this is a class a with jay and jay where we talk about the risque and something different every day So, (laughs) (laughs) let's just let them know that we've been trying to record this episode for a a little while now. Not too long, but a little while. We just had the craziest communication malfunction I think I've ever had outside of Mercury Retrograde in a while. And But we're on the heels of it. You know, it's the (laughs) post-retrograde energy that we're feeling, obviously obviously and um, (laughs) I guess the powers that be just don't want us to record this episode because as I said before the truth will be revealed (laughs) and um, that just makes me want to record it even more so here we are (laughs) that makes me want (laughs) to at them when we release this episode (laughs) the main characters of this shenanigan we'll be talking about because obviously shenanigan because obviously they know what we're about to say well they know because they got razzies but they also know what we particularly are about to say but go ahead (laughs) i really thought uh, (laughs) that song oh my god how do you know just know that i know i know i know and so they know that we know (laughs) this shit okay honestly we're talking in circles people but today we present to you our I guess annual at this point this is our second time reviewing a movie for Valentine's Day our second annual Valentine's Day special I'm so lit for it okay putting this back into the category of we watched it so you don't have to we decided to take on the 50 shades of gray trilogy (laughs) (laughs) and it was a feat when you say take on you're not lying (laughs) it was quite the undertaking i think if we didn't have the sense of humor that we do I don't think it would be half as enjoyable as it ended up being. <laughs> we definitely would have stopped at least 15 minutes into the second one if we weren't who we are. Definitely. Because horny was never an adjective that ever, or is it an adjective? No. Are you, are you contemplating? Are you contemplating if you were horny during this film at any point? No, I'm just saying that that's not what occurred ever. Like, that was not, like, a feeling, a thought <laughs> um, that occurred to me while watching this. I would have um, loved to see the mood or vision board when they, you know, were pitching, <laughs> when they re- decided to pitch this yeah. to the, um, you know, the big execs over in Hollywood. I <laughs> yeah, wonder. To the, to the Roy family of the world. Yeah, yeah I wonder. I, because confused, alarmed, <laughs> perplexed, put off, 
Flex. I mean, what else? Those were the words I think that would come to mind. Disjointed. Before. I mean, there's so <laughs> many words <laughs> to describe um, this trilogy. This trilogy turned me into a fucking movie critic in, in a way that no movie ever has. <laughs> um, I will say, if you want to, like, I forgot who I was listening to. I listen to a lot of people. I watch a lot of people. It's hard for me to give credit where credit's due, but I always will say if it's not me. Somebody had said that certain things you watch so that if you're trying to be a funny person, you're maybe not the funniest person in the world where the jokes write themselves and you're trying to get your foot in the door, you know, like an easy joke. This is a very much a one of those movies where you could watch it and easily be funny because of how not funny and how much they give or don't in this particular trilogy. Exactly. Um, but you know what, before we get into that, we'll have a little chit chat moment because there were a lot of things that kind of went down and that were revealed to me today. Okay. So, I mean, ladies and gents and ladies, get your accoutrements, get your, your weed, get your alcohol because we're strapping in. And we're going on this one. This is just a side note, but I'm smoking this pre-roll right now that the guy at the store told me that he recommends to everybody and that the last lady he recommended it to, she said she was so high, she was slobbing. So that's- Slob on my nut. (laughs) (laughs) So if I'm slobbing by the end of this, if you hear like that in the end, it's just because that's what it was supposed to, but go ahead. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have to pack that in your bag and bring that to New York when you come. Um, because, I mean, I'm a lightweight anyway, so nothing really, it doesn't take much to make me slob, but I would like to. That is what a log line to describe this particular strain. I'm obsessed with <laughs> As soon as he said that, I said, and I'll take two. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't even know. Just took two. I don't even know. Just took two. Just took two. Shout out to DJ JK. Because there's no reason why we actually reference James Kennedy songs that much. Two um, different ones, too. It'll be Top Man sometimes, and sometimes it's top Get Loose. Man, she's <laughs> <laughs> said. Put you on the jet, so, and I'll get you well fed. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to bring up is congratulations to Andy. <laughs> Bravo, Andy. He got a star on the Walk of Fame. Um, I did not know that. Yes, he did today. Yes, he did. Won't he do it? And um, which I feel like rightfully so. Rightfully deserved. He's been in the industry for God knows how long. He's fucked so many people in it. I mean, I feel like those are the two requirements to get a star. (laughs) If I'm a famous gay and I have not fucked Andy, I'm offended. Honestly. If you're not a famous gay, CC John, a local gay, <laughs> famous or local or straight or bi or gay, honestly, anything with a penis, I'm right. If you are a remotely attractive man and you have not fucked Bravo Andy, you should be questioning yourself. So, in either event, Andy did have his little, you know. I guess reveal question mark ceremony today apparently it's also baby Andy baby Benji 
it's his birthday around I don't know if it's like actually today but it's like around the same time so that's cute like I can walk a star a little IVF baby's birthday <laughs> and we keep it pushing but what was more confusing to me about this situation were the guests of honor at his unveiling ceremony okay I'm so excited to hear because he keeps him a motley crew so I'm excited it but it's it's the most it's so motley but it's not motley but it is like I can't it's not that many people it seemed like it was just a, a quiet intimate affair they love hold on wait it. was SJP there no wow oh, or Mark Consuelos Chocolate, and right? Kelly Ripa they're not there that's what I'm saying I'm going to reveal to you the three people that I saw and I was perplexed as to why it was these three people. Okay, and if it's not John Mayer, I'm going to be pissed, but go ahead. Well, bitch, you know John Mayer was there and you know he was posing for the pictures with the baby in his hand too, okay? Because <laughs> John Mayer is the number one slut for Andy, right? But two and three? Garcelle and Lisa Rinna? Really? really I was like huh and they're filming right now I'm sure they won't film this but like really really and I was trying to see if I could find like more pictures to see like maybe like there were other people there but those are the only ones that he you know posted with but that's all I see and then the family wow now, I know him and Lisa are friends. They have alluded to that. I feel like she was going to watch our husband's live before she came on the show. Like, that's not as shocking as, like, Garcelle is truly shocking to me. And Garcelle is here, baby. She is posing for her class oh. picture. She's clapping in the picture for baby Ben's third birthday, which, side note, can't believe he's three. Uh, like, well, we're old. Yeah. Yeah. I knew this this boy since he was a zygote. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. <laughs> like wow. when he was an imagination, not even an actual when he thought. Was a thought. When he was like, like, oh yeah, eventually I'll have kids. And now we're here. Um is John so- Mayer the daddy of the baby? <laughs> is that is my question. So and this is why we're friends and why we're here. Because I did also question myself when I saw the picture of uh, John Mayer holding Ben I, there was something in the eyes there was something in both of their eyes that said that this felt, is my seed that felt very familiar generational so, if you will so like what is okay so they're dating like that's obvious they've been dating for years since the baby was <laughs> born John's been around like are they do they like you know what I mean like what happens on the weekends does baby Ben ever spend a weekend with just his daddy John or like are they more of like just a family unit I need like more details and for me to grasp it you know what I mean I would like to know but what's interesting is that I do think that John is a very active um partner biological father partner if you will because the way Big Ben, you know, three-year-olds don't just grab to anybody. You know, that's that's like the age around where they get like really like shaky about yeah. <laughs> yeah, about like who's talking to them, who's touching them. Right. Um Baby Ben is posing for his class picture. <laughs> okay. Smiling. <laughs> he feels safe and at home in John's arms, he feels is what you're saying. Safe. Mm. Yes. 
So what does know, he call him? Because he doesn't call him John. Does he call him Unc? Uncle John? You know, something like that. I hope it's not Uncle John because usually that's kind of like I feel like they say, oh, you know, like your funny Uncle John. Like, I feel like it's not always like the best term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. It can be an array of things. You know, Andy is so extra and out there himself. I'm sure between him and John May, they've come up with quite the clever name for his biological father. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there because I, when I saw those people together, I was like, that's peculiar, but, um, wait, and I have I, a really good no- news story. That's like a transition. Do you have any more news or can I bring something up? Uh, you can bring some up. Um, someone who's featured on the best soundtrack of this trilogy, the weekend thinks so number <laughs> one, of course, in terms of soundtrack uh-huh. is dating Angelina Jolie. What's the deal with that? Funny that you bring that up. My coworkers and I were talking about that. And as a transition from that, I will also bring up another story that I was going to mention about that my coworker is currently undergoing. But yes, I apparently he is dating Angelina Jolie. Um, it's... It's not confusing. I can see it, but I feel like I could see it more for a younger Angelina, no kids. Like Billy Bob Thornton Angelina would date the weekend. You know what I mean? Vial of blood around the neck Angelina would do something like that. Yeah. Kissing her brother Angelina would date the weekend. I didn't quite see woman of the world philanthropist six, seven, and 11 kids <laughs> left Brad because he was an addict left um, Brad because he was apparently a shit father. And we had <laughs> right. We can all assume if there's, I mean, maybe he was smoking PCP, but we can assume the weed isn't what center yeah. over the edge um, yeah that's, i mean the incident of him raising his me. hand in the private jet i think was really what did it but nonetheless <laughs> i it is confusing in terms of the addiction part of course you know Ale- that's where well, my mind goes in the official documentation uh it's listed weed now am I, are we fucking stupid it's brad pitt you know what i mean like I'm sure there are other things. He's but. been toking since he met her. That has nothing to do with anything. That's for sure. I, I, he's been toking since he met her. Will I, will I grant her? Has he been up toking? For sure. You know, I'm sure picked up once they started hitting kid number four or five. You know what I mean? Like, shit gets a little hectic. Regardless of how rich you are and how many nannies and shit you have. But the violent, for you to tell me that his addiction is weed and then for the inciting incident to be a violent outburst, they're two different sides of the scale. I'm no idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to say he didn't have weed that day. (laughs) (laughs) He was in between. His plug said, I'm waiting on the drop off. Like, it's one of those days. And he is pissed. he picked up his next best thing, which unfortunately for everyone involved made him have, quote unquote, (laughs) 
emotional outbursts. So all that to say, um, I'm not sleep on that for the weekend. Like, okay, so Angelina's back in her, you know, she's had her addiction phases as well. So I'm like, okay, so they're holed up in a hotel room for a week straight. They never leave. Okay, I'm, I'm getting the vibe. I'm getting the vibe. But also, as a man who has dated Bella, for him to be with Angelina, who I would argue Bella modeled herself after, that mm. was really shocking to me. I was like, yeah, wow, Isabella, I feel hurt. And so this is, you know what? And we're going to just run with this. I'm not even going to interrupt it with another story because this is interesting now. Because now we, 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 we bear into tight cast territory. Mm. And what I mean by that is is it a problem to have a type such as that? Like to, to have a type to that extent. Like, like carbon copy it, type, like a like Reggie, carbon copy type. Like when Reggie Bush got, um, you know, him and Kim broke up. And Wait, he yeah, with, with that other bitch. What was her yeah. name? Sorry, with an L. I don't know. Kim Lil- Lookalike is all I know her as. It was like a little bit or something stupid. Anyway. <clears throat> also, Side note to the side note, Kim K really sucks these niggas dry. Let's be clear. After she's done with them. Call her Vampirina. Yo, she is sucking them dry, <laughs> my niggas. Vampirina, succubus, Lilith, whatever you guys want to fucking call her, whatever religion or spirituality you follow, she sucks these men dry and they are fucking useless afterward. I've never seen Kanye be more useless than he is right now. Him crying out for North's TikToks and whatnot. It's <laughs> shocking. And what was triggering with Kanye's experience is that I, what he's doing is that I feel like I've been through the same experience with my father and it's re- looking really bleak. <laughs> the whole like trying to control and manipulate this narrative that doesn't exist. Anyway, back to what we're saying. And I say that because, okay, for example, <laughs> if a guy likes, and now this is also like rooted in just like a bad phobia in general, but if a guy liked thicker women and like consistently dated only that, it, I feel like it's kind of like frowned upon. We famously know someone that has that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know um, I was thinking about him. I, I know you are. It. And I, it's on the tip of my tongue. So yeah. And you get called the fat bitch lover. You know, you're only looking you for know? a plus size woman. You like big girls, you know, all of that is thrown. They have a lot to fight off to love who they love, like love wins, but also they have to do a lot of defending, it seems. <laughs> but you know what? The gag is most guys do like a thick bitch. It's just that most of them are just not able to, I feel like, express that out loud. And so they, it's really like playground bullying. It's like, so it gets really fetishy really quick when it comes to weight for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it's not to bring up the BBW King, but we are here now. As you all know, or maybe you don't know, we are obsessed with Thousand Pound Sisters, um, which just wrapped season two. And in season two, the sister that's still like, you know, trying to get the surgery 
Tammy, she was in love with this BBW King. So obviously he only likes like big women. Um, and so that uh, is always I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop you because I don't think, <laughs> I don't think you were aware that you just did it. But I just want you to know that you emphasize big so <laughs> what did I say? Big women. <laughs> anyway, I mean, me. lock me up and cancel me, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, as a big lady myself, I'm just speaking on what I see. And so, him being the BBW king, like he can't just like bigger girls. He has to. That's his label. That's his brand. That's his whole mm-hmm. social media is based on mm-hmm. it. His title, like. Mm-hmm. And then there are others who live in the dark and will, you know, you know, only see a, a big woman at night. <laughs> I only a big woman at night. <laughs> she comes in, <laughs> she comes in through the front door, she's let out through the back. You know the story. He's CC Drake because you know he likes big bitches too. He's a closeted big bitch lover, but sometimes he'll own it. He'll own it. He's not ashamed, but he won't step out with He'll her. own it, but he's never stepped out with Oh, her. yeah. No, 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 no. He's not stepping out with <laughs> He has multiple homes in Houston, has so many songs with Houston in the title and or in the chorus and or in the verses. You never saw him with a Houston thick bitch. No, ma'am. No, he's but not in that place. He's not ready for that. You know, he's not progressive enough for that. He's not ready to be out there. Little Wayne came out with his thick bitch the other day, too. That was a shocker. He's been with her for a while, though. They're engaged. No, I know that. But my point is, he wasn't with thick bitches before then. It seems to be a thick bitch takeover. I think a lot of guys coming out of the thick bitch closet now. Yeah, some people have come out as advocates. So now it's making it seem okay for some men to step forward with their truths. Right. And that works for me because if it's men like Drake and Little Wayne, then I'm okay with it. But when it's the crusty, <laughs> the BBW King, crusty bums like the BBW King, so yeah. So all that to say, when it comes to having a type such so specifically like that, for some reason, sometimes it's looked at negatively. In the weekend's case, it's not because <laughs> I guess, you know, they're skinny brunette women. So I guess it doesn't matter. But I just was thinking about that. I was like, hmm, sometimes having a type is like not seen as okay. Like we like, I don't know. Everyone's so determined in this world to make you not have a type. Like even if you say, like, oh yeah, like this is my type. People like kind of get up in arms about it, I feel like. Yeah, they write it off as superficial, but we all have things that we like and people physically, even if we're not all about looks. Exactly. So, yeah. And so I'm going to use that as our little segue as in to talk about our movie because in this movie, it starts off with (laughs) two people who just are each other's type for some reason finding each other and um really making a go out of a weird relationship (sighs) so anyway so the first movie let me just read you a little bit of the 
you know, the facts. So Fifty Shades of Grey came out in 2015. Okay. For whatever reason, it's two hours long, which did not have to be the case. That was something was, that uh, was a through line throughout, and we could not come to grips with why these movies were so long. But okay. <laughs> they were all consistently over an hour and a half, and you know that's Jay's personal cat. <laughs> so that already was like a strike off fucking movie in my opinion so we're already starting at like a nine out of ten if i'm just minusing a point for the fact that shit is long as fuck you know for me it's automatic eight (laughs) imdb gave it 4.1 out of 10 ron tomatoes gave it 25 percent metacritic 46 (laughs) percent Ryan Tomatoes giving it a certified rotten. Like, that's certified rotten for sure. Like, <laughs> that's really sure. Uh, it came out February 13th, 2015. Um, Wait, February what day? 13th. So Wait, we should drop this on the 13th then. Yeah. I'm just saying. Let's do it. Uh, except that 13th is Super Bowl. So, I, don't, I mean, whatever. <laughs> who watches the super bowl anymore you know oh shit i mean honestly with these teams what is it, the fucking rams and the, the Bengals? Eh. the super bowl is not what it used to be like i feel like super bowl parties of a thing are a thing of the past not i'm not saying people don't have them but it used to be this thing everyone watches super bowl who wasn't watching the super bowl and i feel like we've dropped off especially after you know for us blacks you know 2020 I'm easily could cut it off. So I feel like it's not yeah. as relevant as it used to be, especially like the commercials. Even I feel like the next day it was a huge thing about the commercials that's even falling off. So, right. Mm-hmm. It's like a known thing, like Super Bowl commercials. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you can, like, a company can get like their whole year's worth of sales off of a successful Super Bowl commercial um, previously. Now, I don't know. Works out. In either event, it made it did really well in the box office. Not su- unsurprising. Not unsurprising. Not surprising. Uh, because you know there was just like so much press leading up to it. The books themselves were like a whole like sensation. Um, and then, they did like, a great yeah. job of building hype and promoting, like you said, like leading up press. to this movie. The marketing mm-hmm. behind it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Behind the first one in particular. I'm not giving credit to the second and third. The first one, they had a real big push behind it. It was like in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it made $569.7 million in the box office, in case anyone was curious. Um, what which, was the budget? Let me, hold on. $40 million. So, mm. okay, good rule of thumb. I don't know if people know this, but always double the budget because marketing is usually the same as the budget. Double the budget, and if it's over double the budget, then they that's all cash to bring you home. So, 80 million would have put them in the black. So, like, wow, right? Um, and then so, of course, I looked up this, you know, just quick, fun 17, but it's that about but uh, you know appreciates great um <laughs> so we'll get into it before i get onto the other movie ratings and we'll tell y'all which movie we thought was the fucking best one 
so here's some 17, you know, facts or whatever. So the original people that were supposed to be in the movie, ideally was Charlie Hunnam, which is the Sons of Anarchy guy. And that meant something special to me because Jay, you know how I feel about Sons of Anarchy. I was like the blonde main the- character of Sons yes. of Anarchy. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's so cute too. And yes, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. You know, I Jay told me one time that she thought that she was going to find me <laughs> decked in leather, strapped on the back of someone Charlie Davidson at one point because I was so invested in Sons of Anarchy, like you couldn't put me away. Um, I might have to rewatch it because it might be a comfort show. I'm realizing, um, but only if it's available free on Netflix or Hulu. Because I tried to go back to Mad Men and there were commercials, and that just wasn't gonna work for me. Right, we did try to go back to Mad Men, but they put us off. They put us off with that because Mad Men, first of all, the first season is slow as fuck anyway, and so like what I don't need is commercials and a slow as fuck show. Like, let's be clear. It took us so it long to finish that first season. Like, I can't. It really did. I'm glad we persevered because it was a great show, but it took a long time. All shows um, worth loving are going to have a shitty first season, so it's fine. It's true. So, yeah. So he was supposed to be Christian Grey. He had to back out because of scheduling conflicts, and then he also felt like it was like a lot of pressure because there was so much, um, you know press and builds up for this movie i'd love to know what scheduling conflicts because no offense but i don't remember seeing him in anything on the big screen that year um (laughs) well i mean it's not like dakota or james were ever in anything themselves either but yeah i don't know if this is still concurrent with sons of anarchy maybe they were still filming i don't know i don't remember what year it ended Okay, we'll blame it on that. I like that. <laughs> he had like a real good TV show to be a part of. Um, something that had, you know, secured awards. Unlike this. Anyway, Lucy Hale auditioned to be Anastasia. You are fucking kidding me. No. <laughs> Lucy Hale auditioned for the role of Anastasia and said it was uncomfortable. There were some things that I was so embarrassed to be reading out loud, but it's one of those things where you have to commit wholeheartedly or you're gonna make a fool of yourself. Yeah. So she <laughs> dropped out. I don't think I would have wanted to see her on the screen though. So I'm I'm glad about that. I like when it's a big movie and relatively nameless people take on the role so that we don't have any preconceived notions. Exactly. Um Fun fact, rope sales skyrocketed at hardware stores across the country that year. I remember Um, hearing that. (laughs) Um, Another thing, I mean, like, we already know this, but, like, there was not any, like, true, true full frontal nude. So, like, obviously, like, chest out, titties out, but, you know. No pussy, no dick. Yeah, they were behind a little bag. Um, Anastasia character, I guess, whatever. Um, Dakota often also use like body doubles and stuff. So a lot of the scenes that like we're thinking like, oh my god, like she's like really exposed herself, wasn't really her. Um, especially like the spanking scenes that use butt doubles. Just FYI. Okay. Um, which I mean makes sense. I'm not even mad at it. Um evidently 
his wife has never seen the movies. Which we talked about. That was a big point Uh of conversation during our watch was the fact that he was married and what that would be like as the spouse to go to that premiere and watch this movie then. Right. They've been married for two years before the movie uh, came out. We're not married long enough for that. Because if they're married two years before the movie came out, production was in at least a year. Like, you guys had just gotten married, basically. Newlyweds. (laughs) Newlyweds. Still in your honeymoon phase. While he's over here putting bitches in the spreader bar and flipping her around. It's a two different hoes. Sometimes the coat is sometimes the body double. <laughs> I don't need to see that. I don't know what's worse. Um, what I did think was interesting is that the director, um, and so the director for this movie, I, she only directed this one. She didn't direct the other two, Sam Taylor Johnson, who I don't know if you know, but I don't know if you know her, and I don't know if the people who are listening know her. Um, but she had recently came under kind of like a little bit of a flame situation on Twitter because she is currently married to, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's like an actor, like whatever, whatever, but she's 54 years old and he's 31. And apparently like she was like a family friend, like knew him and started dating him at like 19 some real weird or well, some real mrs robinson shit honestly speaking of mrs robinson so knowing that <laughs> was a through like a through line for this movie um the series really and knowing that that's like her origins so it was a little weird life imitating art art imitating life it never stops life is a circle never come stops, on honey. get hip um but all that to say, the director, um, at least for, again for this first movie, directed all the intimate scenes at the end of production. So she directed everything else was directed before, and then the really intimate, intimate, like especially the red room scenes, they waited till like the end of their production time to record those. Smart. Um, yeah, just so they can get acquainted. And going off of the acquaintance. Um, I know the rumor is that like they didn't like each other. Now, I'm not going to say it's not true. But what I will say, though, is that there are so many articles put out of them like refuting that that was true. So, I mean, you guys tell me what you think. <laughs> I mean, like, I will say that she's a Libra. He's a Taurus. So, like, honestly, it could be true. But, um... I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was like really true, like not like not like we were we don't beef with each other, or if it was kind of like press junket. Let's throw out all these articles of us claiming that we love each other. Right. It's like either press on press, so they put out the story that they didn't like each other, just so they could put out the story that they didn't, mm-hmm. or they just really didn't like each other, and then they, you know, obviously took the moment to turn it around and say, no, that's not true. Because I mean, what are they going to do? Do interviews and say it is true, which would have been really cool, but no. Right. Um, Cause I, I feel like if it was true, what's the point in like line that it's saying it's not true. That's even better to me. 
to have to be able to to be able to like produce these movies now they're shitty but still produce these movies and you like don't like each other that's funny to me maybe they thought like that would fuck the whole thing up for us but no we would love the drama i think everyone (laughs) would love the drama um next up Jamie was a former underwear model. Actually, he was named the Golden Torso by the New York Times in 2006. So 10 years ago, the movie came out. He does have a stunning torso. Like, I will get it. Stunning torso. I highly doubt that they use the body double for his torso scenes. No, he he gave me, I'm doing this movie for me. He was not ashamed. That booty was out. The torso was out. He was licking, sucking by in. You know, all that. Um, and so, I mean, fun facts, if you want to know, the grand piano that Christian was playing on cost $270,000, the helicopter, <laughs> mayday, mayday, um, was valued at $3.2 million and the penthouse was $6.2 million. Also, something I feel like is worth noting at the top, even though are we at the top, we're maybe 30 minutes in, but here's what I would like to say is that this movie we went to go see the second one together not to skip ahead but we went to go see the second one together in real time and mayday mayday which maybe we'll talk about later is (laughs) maybe in the foundation of our friendship so i find it really funny that this movie in particular honestly the second one was Uh like part of the fabric of our beginnings of our relationship which is beyond psychotic (laughs) because you know what I, I love that. And, and I'm going to say why. Because as shitty as fucking Fifty Shades of Grey is. In particular, the low point, the second one, I can't believe we watched that movie and weren't haunted by it. Because, <laughs> you know, because we hadn't seen the third one yet. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, we think the third one's the best one. <laughs> If you manage to get that far into the trilogy, the third one is the best one. The second one um, is absolutely horrible. Oh my ass. god! Except for the Mayday Mayday scene, that wasn't the second one, right? Or was it in the first one? Yeah, Mayday Mayday is the second one. Okay, just making sure. Um, because as shitty as it is, this movie, this this trilogy has crossed over one billion like it's a billionaire trilogy which in and of itself is insane to me it's like the the sixth r rated movie to gross like over 100 like over 50 bleh, over 500 million worldwide like it by box office standards it was largely honestly by regular standards it was largely successful a Especially, smasher for sure a smasher Basically, this fucking woman, E.L. James, that's not her real name. I forgot what her real name is. Basically, was just, you know, writing. Obviously, everyone knows it was Twilight fanfic. But this this woman have posted it on like a like regular sites, like on a Wattpad type of shit. And I guess like they kept like taking it down or flagging or something like that. So she got frustrated and just brought the shit to like a publishing company and published it. Wow, I did not. How insane is that story? That's wild. She gave the shit to for fucking free. <laughs> they kept taking it down. She goes and publishes it. 
it gets picked up. And this is all based off of someone else's story. Loosely, though, of course. Yeah, because it's nothing like Twilight in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Except but- <laughs> that it's in Seattle and it's a not that cute brunette, evidently. I don't know. And a rich, powerful man. But, I mean, insert that storyline anywhere. Yeah, literally. Um- <laughs> Just a regular Hollywood story. Um, also, did you ever, were you reading the books? Because I definitely read the books in high school. I didn't read the books. Um, yeah, maybe I, are the books better than movies? I'll read it if they're better than movies, but if they're not better, then I'm not going to read it. The thing is, again, I was reading it in high school, so my lens is all fucked up. I thought the books were great. Like, I found them captivating, but, mm. you know, it was a different time in my life. I don't know if they would speak to me on that level. I wonder where they are. Like everyone in my grade was reading it. So like, you know, people were lending it out. I actually owned it at one point. I don't know if I still have it. I'll have to look when I go home. I should see. I know there was with the infamous tampon scene. Everyone was like, yeah, I would loving, but talking about for sure. It was definitely Um, way more graphic. Like I do remember, I mean, that's how books are. They obviously are way more descriptive. It was hmm. very graphic in reading it which I loved. I was loving, I don't know, I was like peddling sex books all the time. Like my friends, they would always come to me for a sex book and I always had some in like middle school even. Um, yeah, I used to read a lot of erotica, which <sighs> where were my parents in middle school? I don't know, but <laughs> I somehow had my hands on a lot of them. Also, side note, you know what's a really, okay, again, speaking of, this might not even be a good one, but like, you know, I'm a young kid lens. It's this book called Addicted by Zane. Pretty good. If I have a little erotica <laughs> um, suggestion. Yeah. And actually the description of Addicted, on, this is like full circle, on Google, before there was E.L. James's Fifty Shades of Grey, there was Zane's Addicted. What the fuck, friend? <laughs> Life is a circle. Life is a circle. I love that. So anyway, read that, kids. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for the fun facts. I kind of like condensed like a lot of them. Um. And then lastly, the I guess this, the book was supposed to be called Master of the Universe. So I'm so glad she changed that because that was stupid. Wait, what? <laughs> what I'm does that even mean? Quite sure what the fuck that means. Master of the Universe. Horrible working title. I'm so glad. Fifty Shades of Grey. Perfect. <laughs> you know, that's one of those where you like you bring your shit to like, you know you know, like your editor or something and they change it for you and change your whole life story. I've always loved that. And that's the, 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 the benefits of being rich or to having access because, you know, you could be like the most like basic looking and then you get your, and then somebody gets their hands on you. Somebody who's talented gets their hands on you and just like changes how you look something simple as like changing your name like maybe your stage name was this but we're gonna change to that and that takes off that's always been so intriguing to me how you are the muse but someone else just has that vision wow yeah it's like 
clay and a sculpture. Like they see it within there, but they have to mold it. Mm. Um, so I need someone to mold me. If anyone wants to mold me, holler at hello. me, <laughs> Mold me, please. I need hello. someone to refine me. I want to meet, literally, this is also so full circle. I was just talking to my friend Taylor about this. Like her mom, sister, so her aunt, like, there was like this gay guy at her job who like he saw her and he saw her potential and like he changed her her wardrobe like he buys her everything like he sees it for her and I need that mm. that was so powerful when she told me that I was really moved by it I'm I was like whoa you. that's so cool I need it that is so cool for him to think god I'll take her under my wing and I'll make her something mm. Oh, so cool. and and you know, back to Kanye and Kim. That was when they were fucking magic, bro. That was when they were fucking magic. When he took her under his wing, his fashion wing. He's doing it with Julia, or so he's trying. So he's a tech, <laughs> or why. so he's trying. And that's why I'm not going to bring that up because I will stand by what the fuck I said earlier how she sucks the life out of people and she might have just sucked the creative genius out of Kanye he's lifeless now as we know him fuck and that's hard to come to grips with Uh, you know there's a lot of hard truths out here again my brother has been telling me all 2022 the truth hurts and it's really been sitting heavy with me because that's that's a saying I don't think we say enough. With you saying all 2022. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every time we've yeah. talked this year, he has somehow said the truth hurts. And I said, wow, it does. It does. It is. It stings. If I just had to, you know, play devil's advocate here, the truth hurts how like Scorpio's deliver it. I'm sure it doesn't hurt as bad when it's someone else delivering it, but it's fine. Oh, yeah. He's um, delivering it in a hurtful manner. But- yeah. I'm like, it hurts because like you're. <laughs> purposely trying to make it to but like it's fine but you know um, I, that's obviously a flavor i love so i understand like the way you're yeah it does hurt i get it yeah. when you're saying it it's hurting so um <laughs> yeah this julia bitch is not it she's not it kanye might be done i don't know maybe the next five years we'll be seeing easy sold in fucking walmart like i don't i don't know what to tell you guys but um it's if it's an you know, I would era, blame it on the lobotomy, but we could blame it on Kim. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Kim has a track record. I have no evidence of the lobotomy. So, allegedly, I just have to go off of that. And I'm not even bashing Kim. Like, I can't really hate a bitch that, like, manages to suck the life out of people and elevate herself every fucking time. That's dope. <laughs> like, what a power to have. You know what I mean? You just get fucking richer and richer and better and better off of other people's like absorbing other people's powers, <laughs> creative efforts. And that's cool. <laughs> Y'all just don't like it because Kim is white or Armenian, really She's spicy white. I don't know. That's yeah, they don't give her enough credit for being Armenian, I feel. Well, because she's lasered and waxed away every fucking thing. <laughs> the only thing she's kept Armenian is the jet black hair. Like everything else, gotta go. <laughs> like nothing else remotely. Like 
the nose is tapered, the cheeks are different, the baby hairs are gone, the sideburns are waxed. Oh, it's come on. So anyway. So some celebrities obviously loved the series and some didn't. Apparently JK Rowling didn't like it, but you know, she got big hater energy, low-key. Yeah. Um, low-key. Yeah, raise it high. Definitely high. <laughs> high key. And um evidently i don't know if this is true now but at the time that this article was written um but these shades is outselling jk rowling's last book um uh harry potter Ooh, and book. i know she is not happy about that exactly so it's like yeah you're gonna be a hater you know what i mean like that it is what it is <sighs> apparently oprah and harry styles loved it <laughs> so I mean, I'm really interested in Harry Styles' taste because also, I don't know if you know, but or the audience knows, but during quarantine, I guess he got into Real Housewives, specifically Beverly Hills. And so like, he's really taking that on and he had like a whole BH theme birthday party and all that. I'm just like interested in what he finds cool. Mm. Yeah, because fashion-wise, I'm not with it. Um, I guess he's but it's avant-garde out. in a way that I can always respect. I, for, but for me, it's like there's avant-garde. There's trying to break down stereotypes, gender norms, all that good stuff, which is fine. But there's also still a way to do it. Like you don't just throw on a dress and be like, "Hey, I'm a guy in a dress." Like, <laughs> like no, he's not getting it right. But you know, who doesn't make a few mistakes along the way? You know. <laughs> I guess I'm apologizing for Harry, but I just I guess so. Team Harry, I didn't know you were Team Harry over here, but I didn't know I was either. But I do appreciate his efforts. He's not there yet. He needs much like everyone needs someone to refine them. He needs someone to take him under the wing, really yeah, show him the ropes. I I'd argue that he should go talk to Young Thug because Jeffrey Jeffrey did a dress and he did it pretty well. Yeah, know. we'll slay a dress. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, all that to say, those are the fun facts about this Fifty Shades um, series. I'll just like briefly go into, I guess, the next movie, which is Fifty Shades Darker. So this one got, let's see, this one was an hour, 58 minutes long, so still about two hours. It came out the very next year, 2017, which, wowzers, maybe that's why it sucks so bad. Like the turnaround was non-existent um, i have to assume that when they made the first one they already knew they were making the second and third and they wanted them all to come out consecutively because there's no other way they okay. could swing that there's just like no way yeah i agree um so this one came out february 10th so again around valentine's day so again appropriate that we're doing it val- i honestly forgot that it came out around valentine's day but of course like why would it come out any other time so yeah the timing is excellent again the marketing behind us the marketing push i need to speak to the execs they were brilliant <laughs> i don't know why every time we say like you say execs like i feel my mind flashed like a bojack episode <laughs> <laughs> i just see a whole bunch of animals sitting around a table anyway um this movie did not make as much as the first one but it did make 381 million the budget was 55 Okay. Slimmer margins, but still a success. Right. A higher budget this time, a lower 
returned yeah but still successful like you know what i mean considering the fucking content that we got in a second movie um so let me see yeah, so it got 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which is an increase from 4.1. Whoa. Yeah. It got an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, which was a decrease in 25%. I like their honesty. And for some reason, it randomly put an iTunes Apple um, <laughs> rating versus Metacritic. I guess Metacritic was like, we're not doing this again. So if you're curious about what Apple has to say, it was 3.6 out of 5. And I guess there's no Roger Eberts for this movie. So yeah, it's pretty low brow. <laughs> um, which and every time like we bring him up to, if it, it's life is full circle, it flashes me back to college, the class where we actually met um, our English class. Because I think one of the essays I wrote I like referenced him. And so now every time I think about like him, like I think about that English class and here we are. So anyway, so. Oh, that English class was so special. What a class, like what a fucking class. I will say, I mean, not to give credit to Penn State where it's due, but they had great professors and great classes. And I feel like I really appreciated most of the classes I took, but continue. <laughs> um, hold on. All right. And now 50 Shades Free. This came out in 2018. So again, fix the session, 16, 17, 18. Knock them out of the park. Surefire. Basically, niggas was like, let's just get our fucking money. Like, we're going to get some payout out of this. We're trying to, we got a family to feed. Let's just get it out of the way. It's the last one, last cash grab, you know. Mm -hmm. This one is significantly better on the timing. It's an hour and 41 minutes. So we're getting better. Um, it got a 4.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Still maintain that 11% Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -mm, that was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> and Metacritic came back with a 31%. And this came out February 9th. Box office was 372 mil. Um, and the budget was again 55 mil. So now that you guys have had all your fun facts and your actual legit facts, financial facts, let's talk about our ratings. So overall, 50 Shades of Grey, 50 Shades Darker, and 50 Shades Free. Which one is your favorite one? I realized this is um, going to obviously link here that I have like troll taste. Um, my friend pointed that out to me. Like I like things that are bad, like characters that are bad. Like, I don't know. And that attracts me. So the worst, but also best movie is the third, of course, because it it's so camp and it's so bad. But maybe the guest I maybe maybe the guest mm. maybe the best one overall soundtrack um execution push all of that i have to give it to the first one in terms of impact and all of that but my personal favorite troll favorite is going to be number three of course of course 
Um, and I'm not going to disagree with you. I completely agree 100%. Um, we even noted when we were watching it, I'm like, wow, the, the soundtrack fell off between the second and third movie. Like, there severely. was just, severely. Severely. The, the first one had the fucking weekend, had Beyonce. I mean, like, come on, you can't really top that. And again, like you said, like the rollout was so good for that first one. Mm-hmm. The second, and especially the third one, who the fuck was going to see the third one, really? Um, obviously, somebody, because it made 300 million, but it just wasn't as much of a pop as like that first one that being said I laughed way 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 more in the third one and because I'm not getting horny off of these I guess I appreciate the laughter more um yeah there was zero laughs in number two and that's what made that not fun (laughs) um the, and the third one took such liberties with the fucking movie and the plot line because it completely scratched out everything we knew about these characters. Now, E.L. James didn't do, maybe I can't blame her because I haven't read the books, but there wasn't much character building to begin with. <laughs> but the little thread of character that we had from the first movie was completely eradicated and changed by the third one no it was almost like fanfic on fanfic like the third one was fan fiction of this fan fiction of twilight and it just went off the rails <laughs> and like i can't get over anastasia was stepping out like a new fucking bitch okay but i also kind of liked it so that's why i also feel like i liked the third one she was we had been better. begging. We had been begging for her to get a blowout. We had been begging for her to get dressed up. We had been begging her to get some confidence. And everything we wanted came true on that front. They stopped zooming in on the lips and doing the lip biting shit that they kept doing in the first one. That killed me. Um, and that that felt more like the Twilight fanfic than anything else because Bella also had this Ooh, whole lip renowned lip biting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking down, I'm angsty, I'm da, I'm da, I'm da, you know, mindset. So that was pretty interesting. Um, Brooke with Nash, she's more confident. Christian let her get away with so much more. I mean, come on. <laughs> there was murder and mystery and mayhem. There was a kidnapping. There was a drag race. Clearly, Audi motor vehicles decided right it turned into Tokyo Drift it literally (laughs) had a Fast and Furious segment multiple times it was yes um and I say this car brand makes me so insecure because I don't get how to say the name I pronounce Audi or Audi is it Audi or Audi I say Audi I say I usually say Audi because Audi is like that's it seems like the fancier way to say it so i just say audi okay well everyone calls me bougie anyway i guess so i'll say audi so anyway so clearly they were like sponsored because there was like a 15 minute drag race scene <laughs> where they zoomed in on the fucking ring symbol on this fucking car as many times as they possibly could um which whatever he owned multiple cars and all of them and majority of them were at least so that was also hilarious because she's never driven a sports car never has given an inclination to want to drive a sports car 
And now suddenly she's driving a sports car through the woods while being chased <laughs> in like a regular like Ford Explorer. <laughs> so how is it keeping up with the sports car Audi? I don't understand, but um, being chased by this Ford Explorer who's trying to run her off the fucking road. <laughs> oh, like the plot of the third one, like the also that guy who obviously is who we're talking about, you know, chasing in the Ford Explorer. She has like the stalker boss who she like gets me to in the second one. And then he gets fired. And then Christian does some crazy power moves in this one in particular. And he decides to buy the company that she works for and he fires the guy. And then he, he has a vendetta against Anna from then on. And so like him being such a power player in this movie also is a true highlight because we knew from the first time we saw him that he was weird, but did we know that it was going to end with that hostage situation with the sister? No. And I think that was crazy. And so, you know, trigger warning, because there's no way to talk about this movie without talking about like me too, abuse, stalking, controlling relationship ish things and i'm not saying that because it's like supposed to be like bdsm the bdsm community has come out multiple times and said that this is not an accurate representation of bdsm um and the little of i know about bdsm i know this is not like what it's supposed to be because and as he said he said he's a sadist and not bdsm is not really what it is exactly so um all that to say ah fuck you know what all that to say what good question <laughs> wait you're that? going somewhere with like warning of me too and well yeah i just throw that out there because we were talking about it oh i was trying to clarify the storyline time so so he tried to push up on her in the office in in the first one the second one the first one in the second right? one in the second one. Remember, she was in college the whole first one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Also, yeah, the timeline is really shaky because, again, they didn't give us good timing or timelines anyway. But between the second and third movie, it appeared to be two weeks, maybe. Like, I don't know. So how long did she have that job? How long was he after her? How long after she got hired did she get fired? How quickly did she get this promotion? I'm so confused. Right. So, and it's hard for me to keep the timeline straight just because we watched them kind of like, not necessarily back to back, but like kind of back to back. So, and also nothing happens. Collectively, maybe 20 minutes of plot happens amongst the three movies. <laughs> like, so it's hard to like separate what happens in which movie because there's but so much that happened throughout the movies. Um, but yeah, all the say number three was overall the best one. And I just figured we just like talk about like some hard, like hard hitting topics. So okay, uh, for me, like one of the things that we kept referencing was his his chest so it's actually ironic that they called him the actual actor 
the golden torso and he was like an underwear model and blah 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 because in the movie the character christian has like these again trigger warning child abuse these like cigarette burns on his chest exclusively it seems like um from like an abusive father and he doesn't want anastasia to touch it that's like his you know his boundary his no-go zone and of course like any other good romantic movie you know she keeps pushing it and pushing it he finally lets her touch it and it's so funny because literally i think like maybe the third one all she does is touch his chest and i'm like i get it like you know, you made a powerful breakthrough. He's letting you in. But I don't know. Do you need to consistently, like, <laughs> touch somebody in areas where they said, like, it's really difficult for them to be touched? I don't know. Like, he's made it abundantly clear that that is, like, a no-no. And even if he gives you the go-ahead, it doesn't mean do it every day. It means, like, on holidays, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she wants him to relive that trauma daily. And so she pushes him on that. And like, you know, a big point of contention for me was that in the end, he got nothing he wanted. And that especially was something that like, he, I can't believe he gave that up. I would have been like, no on that. Well, hard no on that. To go back to my argument in that by episode, I keep saying episode (laughs) because these are really episodic. Uh, To go by the time we get to the third movie, none of the characters are who you would think they fucking are. Like, this ho-hum bitch just walks in and was like, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. And he's like, okay. I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? Like, this, like... And I'm not saying that she can't consent or, you know, to what she wants and what she doesn't want. But it just felt like, then why did we watch that whole first movie where they had a whole, like the whole drama was them figuring out this contract and the boundary of, the, of their relationship for them to throw it all out the window. That was annoying. Almost like immediately. Immediately. By, by the end of that movie, she was touching his chest. They were showering together, sleeping together, moving in together. So, hmm. So this was a, a movie about a regular relationship with a rich guy. A regular relationship with a rich guy with a little bit of a kinky twist, but not too crazy. Yeah. That's what it ended up being. Which is fine. Just don't promote it as if it was going to be something like really revolutionary because it wasn't. The guy with the traumatic past who doesn't want to let anybody in. The ho-hum girl who's never loved anybody like this. <laughs> I mean, She's so on. unsuspecting. Da, da 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 da. I think I can control her. She's so mousy and quiet. She finds her confidence in the ropes. <laughs> and now she's my wife and calling essentially all the shots. Um, what to me was a nice particularly dark scene and you know we live for those in this podcast Mm -hmm. so Anastasia reveals in the third one that she's pregnant and um, (laughs) 
And it's also revealed to us that they never really talked about what they were going to do with children um, and how they felt about children, which I also think is very, very peculiar, even more peculiar than this contract of that, that they never even abided by. To marry someone and don't have some situation or understanding of kids. And like all relationships are based on sex, but in particular, this relationship is all based on sex and you've never talked about the results of sex one time. It's crazy. It's crazy. So obviously, you know, he's on some old, like, I want kids, but not right now. But more so leaning to don't want kids. <laughs> more emphasis on the not right now. And she's like, oh, like, you know, like, I want kids, blah, blah, blah. Boom, bam. Maybe three scenes later, she finds out she's pregnant. Okay, whatever, fine. <sighs> he flips out. He gets drunk, goes home, goes somewhere. I will reveal where in the next, because that's another through line we got to talk about. Comes back, and he's, like, doing, like, this weird, like, dark bit while he's drunk, and he's, like, going underneath her sweater and talking to her stomach aka talk to the child and he's basically saying like you know you're gonna ruin my life like you're gonna take her her being Anastasia away from me um what other crazy shit was he saying basically things just along that line let's talk about how fucking freaked out I would be if a guy ever did that Wait, let's also talk about when she told him he that she was pregnant. He was like, I had things planned for us. I'm like, oh my God. And I didn't. Oof. What the hell does that mean? What were your things planned? An extra couple Thursdays in the red room? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> also, you should have put me, you know, a big problem in their relationship is the lack of communication. You should have told me you had all these plans. He's always doing these things without any inkling that he's going to make these moves. Okay, if you had all these plans, maybe I should have been privy. You don't know what plans I had planned. How are you all married and you haven't talked about plans? You're fucking nutting inside me, everybody. Like, I don't know. What, what did you think was going to happen? Like, you haven't even asked me my stance on abortion, birth and control, he, like, anything. He did. He said, well, he said, like you didn't you weren't taking your birth controller so i swear to god he said something like that i feel like i didn't make that up no he definitely in the book i remember it was extensive like there was an extensive scene of like that was part of their contract is that she had to go to like an OBGYN that he had set up you know for the rest of the subs that he had and <laughs> like that was yeah counted. because only one person can put in a fucking moderna give me a break <laughs> but you know he likes to have his regulars that he trusts that probably signed NDAs to take all these young ladies the 20 something he had before her you know so yeah that was definitely talk covered in the book way more in the movie it was ignored completely okay I'm just gonna have to read the book then because mm, am I selling it well because now I'm curious because books usually just always are better than movies like and Oh my God, in post, first of all, I called it Moderna, but you know, that's not what I meant. And <laughs> that's um, the COVID brain. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> COVID, on, COVID on the mind all the time, but it's okay. Yeah, bleak, but that's neither here nor there. This is for escapism. Um, because full circle, Twilight, <laughs> I watched the movies before I read the book. 
And then when I read the books, I was like, wow, the movies did not do this shit any fucking justice. Is how I thought at the time as a teenager. Even though they're both pretty grabby. Um, so I, maybe it's just all too fitting for me to now continue with the Twilight fanfic and um, parlay this into a read. Parlay it to a read. Wow, that's crazy. All right, so yeah, so this whole like pregnancy thing was super weird. I don't know like how Anastasia didn't like want to crawl under her skin when he was doing this whole weird talking bit to the baby. I would be so freaked out and frightened. I would feel like he's going to shoot me over the spaghetti. He's going to slice and dice me and they will never find me because he's Christian fucking gray. <laughs> and that's the thing. Was- he was a, her living stalker. Like even before <laughs> they got together, he was like pretty persistent in like, okay, you can try to fight this but the thing is i'm gonna pop up at your job i'll pop up at your house i'll send you shit so that you're using technology that i probably have tapped which we never got covered but i believe it's tapped like you know what i mean he controls every fucking angle of her life i have a car so i can know where you are it probably has a locator or a gps like it's crazy remember that time she texted him when she was blackout when she wanted him to come get her and she didn't tell him the address but he still figured it out he probably has her chipped <laughs> that imagery it made me laugh but it's not funny because <laughs> he did it was weird because he did it was like behind her neck for sure it was like while um, she was moaning one night while he was like eating her out yeah. he like shoved it up yeah yeah or it's like in her booty cheek that he like, when he slapped it every time exactly he exactly camera, it was activating it you're right um <laughs> you know that's I'm just gonna write a note of things that I need to email to E.L. James because I don't need some clarity. <laughs> I need her to let me know. A lot of loopholes, lady. A lot of loopholes. Yeah, it's um, a lot of loose ends. For this to be a trilogy, nothing was wrapped up, I feel. Wow. Um, that's interesting. So I just looked at E.L. James. Her, her real name is Erica Mitchell, by the way, everyone. She's also a British um, author, which the Brits really know how to write something. Huh? And um, let's see, is there anything else that we care about? She's a Pisces. And so the director of the first one was also a Pisces. And that's the best grossing one. I feel like that, you know, and that goes back to what I said about like, I forgot what movie I said it in. I think one of our reviews I think I mentioned it in when we were talking about succession and I think I also kind of mentioned it in our squid game one but um just that whole like not really divine intervention but like you come to the role that you're supposed to come to and I feel like having I don't know I feel like that that director for that first one was the best to bring out the true essence of the movie not again there's that much depth in these movies but you know what I mean because technically that was like the best cohesive one so just food for thought but anyway 
so he's talking to you know the it's honestly not even the fetus yet it's like a zygote at this point and she doesn't even care but she does turn to the bedside table looks at the phone and finds out he went to go see his mrs robinson for comfort after he heard that she was pregnant. <laughs> Run into the arms of Miss Robertson. His, literally who he calls his friend, who he also has gone into business with. It is beyond at this it's point. It's dark. And so for those that don't know, Christian was allegedly introduced into the sex world. Again, the fact that this reference, <laughs> this, this storyline plot is also something that the like the director herself was going through. I just is just I won't say weird, but intriguing. I would have loved to be, I don't know if every movie is exciting to be on set for, but between the rumors that they, you know, the two leading actors hating each other to her living this real life to Rita Ora being in this. I don't know. I just would have liked to have been on set as a fly. I want to know. Weird shit, I think. Weird shit going on. I mean, weird movie. So, yeah, weird shit. So in either event. She turns, she finds Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Robinson, in this case, the woman that introduced Christian to this dark twisted erotic world <laughs> when he was like a child essentially and um for whatever reason he still has maintained well not for whatever reason it's kind of what happens with your abuser like he's maintained a relationship with her and as jay just already said he so far as has like a business with this woman still keeps in contact brings his his subs to see her to basically vet <laughs> vet his subs um i believe if things hadn't come to blows in the third movie that if they when they had kids she would be like the godmother you know mm-hmm. if she had played her role you know she was trying to replace anastasia instead of getting with the winning team essentially so you hate to see that but yeah and I event, he runs to the arms of Mrs. Robinson. And so the Mrs. Robinson storyline, through line, was very interesting. Um, we should watch that movie, though. Have you watched it? What movie? Where the trope comes from, The Graduate. No, I've never seen The Graduate. Uh, we should watch it. Yeah, we should. Um, it, I've heard of it, of course. It's yeah, like a fan, not a, it's a cult classic. There we go. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, I've never seen it. Uh, it's free on Tubi. I don't know what that means. Well, for <laughs> no, we'll Tubi is free to everybody. Like literally, you can sign in with your Gmail and watch Tubi. Because that's oh, what okay. I was watching. Um, for the Love of Ray J one. Okay, good. We should log into it because it's it's free. Yeah. Um, it's so funny though because you look at the cast for Mrs. Robinson. They're obviously using like current pictures of these people, and everyone's like old. <laughs> everyone's like super old but that's because the movie came out in 60 fucking seven yeah <laughs> um but I, I so i haven't seen the graduate but i did see rumor has it which is also kind of like a graduate spinoff 
esque, you know, short movie companion type of situation for the graduate. Okay. Um, because it's also another theme referencing there too. If anybody wants to watch and is curious, it's speaking of Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston's in this one. So anyway, so in life as a circle you know i listen to beyond the blinds troy McKeady can do no wrong he just did a jennifer aniston's episode and the highlight there is that she is exactly how she is in the press all the stories are pretty much true she just maybe not like you know but she her storyline is that she's a sweetie but she doesn't not seem like a sweetie everyone knows her as like a lovable pothead is what she's called in the industry the only thing that seems um that shocked me was that you know justin Thoreau was like had a serious addiction and was like cheating on her left and right. Didn't know about that. And didn't know that like her and Chelsea Handler, like allegedly, like all of that's alleged, obviously. Um, that like her and Chelsea Handler and like a gaggle of women are like fabulous Hollywood lesbians and they go on like these big tri- trips and just like all fucking stuff. That's interesting about Chelsea Handler though, because she's currently dating uh what's his name? What's his name? I don't know. Uh, I don't know who she's dating. Fuck me. She's dating, but she's dating. Let me just like while I use Google. Chelsea Handler. Joe Coy. Like you know the guy that was like on her show with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Asian guy. Yeah, she's dating him. <clears throat> Allegedly, I guess. Now I don't know. <laughs> we, you know, you always have to have a beard. You know. Ah. It's a weird beard to have, even for Chelsea. But it's a funny beard. I also love that theory because you know how I feel about Fifty Cent and her and him having that pass and th- thinking of that as a beard on beard situation. I just love. So there's that too. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, those were the some main key points in the third one. Um, like I said again, like Anastasia's personality completely changed. She was like. She was just cooler. I don't know. She looked better. She felt better and she was doing better. I guess that's basically all I can really use to describe it. Um, the second one, not really any highlights. For us, it's it's we call it Mayday, Mayday, but it's basically like somehow, some way, Christian has this helicopter crash that he not only survives, him and his passenger, um, but survives it in such a way that he's able to go home later that day (laughs) with just a couple of bruises and scratches literally just like looks like he just ran into a tree just like a couple twigs like scratched him and like some dirt on him that's it not like he was literally flying through the mountains (laughs) suspended in thin air through in like a vehicle of the air a helicopter of all things and And then on top of that the play what makes the third movie even better is that it's such a moment for us and then the payoff is that this crazy stalker had like jimmy rigged the wires and that's why the helicopter (laughs) went down he wanted death on christian which i love yeah which he never told anastasia which is also a problem um he didn't want to quote unquote worry her so um again communication maybe if he had communicated that his shit was fucking rigged maybe they could have put two two together that you know this guy right here (laughs) 
is he's as good as he's not a good guy on the loose too on the loose and like we i don't know or maybe we just like murder um rita ora was in the second and third movie as christian's sister which okay and um <laughs> that has no bearings in anything we just said i just want you guys to know that rita ora is in this trilogy for whatever fucking reason and she brings absolutely nothing to the table ends up being um, held hostage in the third you know the best movie she gets a and, bigger role and, and to kind of give you guys an idea of what we're working with in terms of plot line and just realism allegedly she was picked up by the kidnapper leaving the gym but she had a full smoky eye on at the kidnapping scene so i confusing at best also he was released on bail maybe 24 hours before and he's on a rampage like they (laughs) they do not emphasize enough that this guy is like bionic and he will not stop until Anastasia gives him his old life back, which is funny because he'll never get it. So, like, that is hysterical. Right. Um, and how can that reminds me and how could I have forgotten? I don't... I don't remember if this happened in the second or third one, but again, with the theme of stalking abound, um, Anastasia's also being stalked by christian's ex sub oh speaking of life is a circle a lookalike a carbon copy a doppelganger this sub it looks just like anastasia and i mean yeah we got payoff on that plot line because she then she confronts anastasia with a gun (laughs) no but remember (laughs) she introduces herself as nobody so, like, we know her as nobody, which I also think is everything. So <laughs> nobody, like, floats through this movie. And like you said, go ahead. Um, <laughs> she can, Nobody confronts Anastasia and she shoots a gun at her. One shot, pop, pop. And... Um, you know, Anastasia, because she's so lucky, manages to dodge said shot. And Christian comes in because he always has to save the day. And all he does is look the sub in the eye, do a couple finger movements, and she drops the gun, drops down to her knees, ready to suck him <laughs> off. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the that was the in the third movie, power. too. That was in the third movie, too. The third movie had it all. That was amazing. <laughs> I love the contract never expires. There is an expiration date on it, but for these women, it is a blood contract. They would sub to him today. <laughs> to this day, 2022, if they Clearly. saw him in the drop to knees. Drop to her knees, like I said, ready to suck him off or something because completely just like forgot that she was on like a revenge rampage and just shot at somebody like, she was quivering in her boots um and if we had a con for the multitude of movies i mean obviously there's cons but one of the real cons is that literally anastasia would be busting at the seams 
every single time Christian would touch her, like as soon as he touched her. On the verge of an orgasm immediately, every time. This man has pure fucking charisma, okay? Like these women are losing it. But like I told you, remember, all day for him is foreplay. So it's like low-key been building all day. So low-key, I could see how immediately when he touches you, it's, it's you've been ready for this. Okay, you've been wanting right. to bust right. for eight hours at this point. Um, another con that Jay so usefully pointed out is that Although these women do drop to their knees ready to suck him off, they never quite do. Um, Anastasia maybe gave him a blowjob one time in the third movie. Again, the third movie has everything. The best movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say the blowjob made the movie, but um, it wasn't even a blowjob. It was more like a blow volunteer shit like it was like very quick it was like two seconds like it wasn't even a full blown shit we didn't even get the payoff of seeing her head bob up and down or like her bangs swinging or anything like nothing funny (laughs) we did uh, the idea of a bobbing head and a swingy bang is so funny (laughs) (laughs) i would have paid Cash, I would have been there premiere night if I knew that that was in there. If oh all cash offer, if I, had, if I had seen that. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, while that's a con, I guess on the plus side is that he was always ready to munch on her. And, you know, I could always appreciate that too. So. He was a pussy licking fiend. It was crazy. And we declared him a touch me not lesbian or stud or whatever he is because that's just what it was. Because she couldn't touch like the whole expanse of his chest and she never had to suck him off. So I'm like, I'm like, she was winning in every single aspect of this, except for the fact that he was like, a little controlling on the soccer side. <laughs> I love little. <laughs> he, little then... he literally has a microchip and it's slightly stalkerish. Because <laughs> to, to use the word little and then stalker at the same time is crazy because they're very two extremes. However, um, but you know, she got the money, got the money cars with the clothes and the hose i felt like she was very successful in the arms of trey songs which we'll be having an episode about him coming out i keep saying it but it's fucking true you, you know what about- i'll say it right now live on air you know what fuck it the next episode you'll be hearing we'll be starting the r&b series and i'll be doing ray j we have to get this going i'll i'll <laughs> say that right now we want to talk about ray j that's gonna be first we want to talk about trey um I think T-Pain has to be brought up for us personally. T-Pain has to be brought up. Chris Brown, of course. I mean, you know, Um, that's going to be a really emotional episode for me. That's going to be heavy. Yeah, but it has to be. I literally am going to have to do that on a day I'm not working. Like, that's going to be a lot for me. No, not it taking her out for the whole. No, it is because I'm going to have to face some harsh truths. I think that is what this, what will pull away is a lot of harsh truths. Again, the truth hurts. The truth hurts. We'll save that for March 
when you're looking me in the eye. <laughs> that'll be really that'll be really powerful to have physical yeah. notes because we're I'm I mean the notes are gonna have to be abundant for this series. Yeah. We're <sighs> yeah, so washed up R and B series coming to you fucking soon. Okay. Next, literally next episode premiering. And and, and uh, I just don't even want to get into it because y'all might be thinking Rager, just know. There's more to this man besides the scooty bikes, okay? You guys, um, like, he is so relevant. If you don't know he's relevant, you're irrelevant. That's what I'm Ray J is kind of like the black Illuminati. He is Illuminati. <laughs> like, people, like, reference this thing. It's Ray J. He's so connected to, like, literally everybody it's in, like, sick. the worst of ways. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about it. My heart's beating out of my chest. Wow. You know what that you just saying that just reminded me of um Rihanna's Russian roulette. Song. <laughs> <laughs> Which a song that I was a huge fan of for some reason. I don't know why. It was a great song. The video loved it, even though she did Powerful. nothing. Powerful. And um speaking of her, I mean, while we're on it, congrats. She's pregnant. Congrats. Um could the bum have been better the bd sure but we are here and it's our reality so whatever fuck it and so whatever fuck it hopefully she delivers at my hospital <laughs> um but we'll see so i think i don't know i think we've hit most of the major you didn't bring up one of the things that you love to point out, which was the cherry red lip stain. I'm shocked. I'm, sh- I'm shocked. That wasn't on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, guys. Um, what was very annoying to me is that clearly Anastasia was a K-pop beauty stan. And she just... No, you put K-pop, not even K-beauty. K-pop beauty. <laughs> K-pop beauty. <laughs> because that's what made it, you know so revolutionary the k-pop stars and um she literally has a cherry red lip stain on and literally every that's like her makeup like her makeup is nothing but a cherry red lip stain um and they zoom in on her lips enough for me to know and it's just i don't know why it annoys me lip stains to me are very childish I don't know it's like okay so you want to have this bright red siren lip for what because you have on not even blush on your cheeks like what is going on you look what like it's crazy like it it also doesn't look real so like if your argument was like all like all this makeup doesn't look real. Like neither does this bright cherry red lip stain at 9 a.m. in the morning. But it's really good that she went for the stain route because there was a lot of lip things she had to do. And if it had been just your regular lipstick, it wouldn't have lasted. So actually, I think they were really meant to be now that we're really thinking about it. I'm thinking, what did they not match on besides the kid? 
Good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, like if we had to give it a rating <laughs> as a trilogy, hmm. tough. I don't know. Um, do you do you want to try to give it something? Do you have a number in mind or a letter in mind or? I don't have one in mind. Um, maybe C minus, maybe like D plus. Okay, I was gonna give it like a six. So D plus <laughs> is perfect. Yeah. Again, the um, last just... movie left us also off on a good note, so it made me really forget a lot of things that I was really unhappy with. So I'm coming to it a lot happier than I would have been. Right. Fair enough. But yeah, I feel like that covers like what I, I promise you guys we covered the most major plot lines. Literally the only thing we didn't mention was like the side plot of his like her best friend Kate who was her roommate in college and his brother like hooking up. That was like a really like a B plot that was really forgotten. Because it was so unimportant. Yeah, it was. The friend was like a hater, really, anyway. So it was easy to forget her. You're right, because she hooked up with the broke brother. So she felt that way, I guess. Um, and that Miss Robinson got found out by the mom and slapped in the scene. It was kind of funny. Oh, uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> um. And also his facial hair journey. They did a lot of, there was a lot of continuity errors in terms of like, sometimes people were really, really tan with like a, a beard, like long, thick locks. And then he would be like close shaven, buzz cut low key, like no facial hair, like pale as shit. I'm like, what is going on? But that was also great because again, the third movie, we circle back. Um, take a shot every time we say life is a circle or circle back or something like that today. But like in the third one she was like oh you have to shave like she like mentioned it and like referenced his beard so I guess that was their way to say like yeah we realize like the continuity in terms of his facial hair is just not there it was like that weird pickup scene they must have filmed where like in one scene where they're walking through the street he had the beard and then the next scene it was gone so <laughs> I don't know if he got like a really severe spray tan or if he just vacationed. I don't know what was going on, but he looked completely different. Much hotter, honestly, but different. But that was, yeah, you're right. That's, I mean, the plot is lackluster, obviously. Um, like you, you know, and the thing is, we didn't even talk about any of the Red Room or any sex of it because there really wasn't a there honestly really wasn't like the sex scenes to me weren't that crazy what was crazy was really how much they like showed her tits in this movie quite honestly um you know he got a lot of ass shots too he got a lot of ass shots walking from a lot of ass shots um 
you know, we got to see them in terms of tools. You know, obviously they used some rope, but we saw some handcuffs. We saw a spreader bar, a flogger. She said no to fisting, but we did see a butt plug. Right. Even though, but in the contract, they said no butt stuff. I'm pretty sure. Oh, see, I thought it was just fisting. I didn't know she took all anal off the table. I, or maybe she tried to, and he was like, nah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was what it was. We were hollering. He was, she was like, no butt stuff. And he was like, mm. She was like, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I love he, anything. So we, I take it back. She didn't lose out on something. She had to give up her ass. And um, I don't know if we've ever mentioned that on the pod, but here we are now. Jay and I say all the time that, like, at some point <laughs> in a hetero relationship, obviously, a woman just has to realize that she has to give up her ass at some point. Like, it's just like anal comes into play at some point. Um, but I want everyone to know that that's like a moment. <laughs> like when you're like okay like and you know everyone has different policies like I'm saving my ass for my husband but that's not to say that you can't be an ass titan unmarried and be prepared for that moment and get that moment out of the way and again I applaud you I'm so jealous of you I've emphasized it a million times I wish I already gave up my anal virginity but I haven't so I might as well hold it out like a chastity rope might as well mm-hmm. so I can use it as leverage <laughs> Right. Like, you know, when you're X amount of years down the line, when he's done sampling other people's ass, he probably did. <laughs> but I don't know about it. And I really want something and I'm really angling for something. Put the ass on the table. Maybe it'll open literally. up some doors. It'll put it'll open up some doors for sure. Um, hey, and if you have you still have your anal virginity, and you have a man. I don't know. I'd wager. Think about giving it up if you really want something. <laughs> um i'm sure your husband would love me saying that right if he does give you what you wanted references pod if he doesn't end up giving you what you want do not mention us and do not blame us <laughs> you give up your ass in your own discretion yes and that's a <laughs> see that's a way to end the 50 shades episode ladies <laughs> <laughs> ladies leave your man because we don't have to speak to the we don't have to speak to the gays we need to speak to the hetero men if there are any listening which is impossible and we really are speaking to the ladies here let's take a (laughs) let's take a note from our gay counterparts and let's think about opening it up (laughs) and i'll take a popper i don't know figure it out open up the borders and then i don't know pressure your husband into opening his i don't know how far you could push that but i'd encourage you to go there as well And that's Fifty Shades of Grey. And that's Fifty Shades of Grey, everyone. <laughs> All right, until Ray J. Until Ray J. Adios. Bye. Okay. Look, they can never keep me down, I'm going And if I ever fail, just know I'll go again I never quit, cause I know that every loss May lead to another win, I'm going up